0: Hello, hello, hello out there, all you beautiful folks, you freaks, geeks, nerds, blurs, and others You are listening to the smooth sounds of the Carefree Black Nerd Radio (laughs) Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast A conversation about representation in comics and related media I'm your host, Rain Coleman, and this issue covers Black Lightning (laughs) Alrighty So, um, first and foremost, again, uh, this is a brand new year, (laughs) new year, new me, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) We have, uh, today we'll be discussing a Mr. Black Lightning, um, of DC Comics. Now, the reason, of course, for doing this episode now would be CW. Uh, CW has their slate of so many comic book TV shows. And they're doing a damn good job. At least they're doing numbers. I'll say. Um, I believe Arrow is in season eighty-three. Flash is in season seventy-six. No, <laughs> no. Um, they're pumping out content over there, and I'm not a fan. This will probably be the last time I say that because I keep saying <laughs> that I'm not very much a DC uh, DC comic book boy. You know, more the Marvel. But all that being said, I think I'm more of just great characters, and Black Lightning is one of them. Now, CW has a slate, a slew of other um, comic book TV shows over there on the CW, of course, and Black Lightning is going to be added to that uh, roster. Now, again, I've said before in the past, I'm not very big on the DC uh, TV shows. The animated series and the uh, movies are good, the animated movies, but the TV shows, live action, not so much. And it's not that they're not good, it's just that I was never um, a DC fan, and so once they kind of gained popularity, there were already so many seasons in. I just refused to watch over and over and over. Um, but with this character, this is kind of my gateway drug into the larger um, CW TV verse. Um, I'm not sure what the distinction is if there's if it's the extended universe, the TV verse, just TV shows. I don't know. Um, all that being said, Black Lightning uh, will be. Coming out, I think, in the next two days at the time of this recording. And so, I'm just trying to get a jump up on it. So, those of you, come over, sit down, listen, listen. And uh, we're going to discuss uh, the very own Black Lightning. (laughs) Alrighty, so, uh, diving into this. Black Lightning is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. Uh, The creator was created by, excuse me, the character, (laughs) however, was created by Tony Isabella. I don't know if that's problematic or not. Tony Isabella, um, and artist Trevor Von Eden, I believe that's how you say that name. E E D E N. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he first appeared in Black Lightning number one. That was back in April of 1977. So it's so interesting that he is. I think he's 40 years old now. Yeah, I think 2017 is when Black Lightning would have became 40. If my math is off, do not at me, bro. Let this one slide. Uh, during the Bronze Age of comic books, he is a member of a fictional subspecies of human born with superhuman abilities known as, in the DT Comics uh, community, as metahumans. Um, he was born Jefferson Pierce. Jefferson Pierce grew up in the disreputable south side section of Metropolis, which is an interesting thing here. Now, um, a few things to unpack. Characters of color are a lot of times in the past, and even more now, Usually, a lot of times, <laughs> they're relegated to being these sob stories or these horrible, tragic backstories, my father was killed in a drive-by shooting <coughs> Williams, um, oh, I'm, I've am i just been poor, I was a poor pickpocket, <laughs> or <Oral> Monroe, but <laughs> this guy living in the Being a a character of color, a black man, and being from the South Side, which is deemed the bad side because it is also known as the suicide slum, it's like, okay, it's a sign of the times and you can not necessarily forgive it, you can almost understand because of the time that this character was created and the time that, you know, America was the place that it was back then. But it's just like, just because I can understand why this is such a horrible, uh, I don't know, Um, birth of this character doesn't make it right. And it doesn't make it more um, easy to digest because every character seems to have these horrible ass track backstories. Um, But to be in the slums, the suicide slums of Metropolis, the other thing I want to unpack there is that I haven't, now not to say that there isn't any stories out there, but there, I have never come across a story that was based in Metropolis that was ghetto or poor or black or or bad like i haven't um if there's any out there please hit me up carefree blurred and let me know uh on twitter carefree blurred on twitter carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com because i would very much like to read and see what any author and artist interpretation of the bad part of metropolis is because from my memory metropolis is the other side of the equation from Gotham. Gotham is dark and broody and grim and sad and full of crime and all that good shit. But Metropolis has always been to me Los Angeles. It's been a nice, sunny, um upbeat, uh professional, um just a happy place. And yes, crime and shit happened there and you know, Superman and Daily Bugle and all that, but I always saw it as just a more upbeat, you know, area so for there to actually be slums or ghettos and then for them to be addressed that's what i'm interested in so i'll have to go back and get this black lightning's first run and um go through it myself because i'm like this this is something i even just looking at the character just at surface at face value i would have never associated him with metropolis and i don't know if that's because i've been conditioned or what it may or may not be but i would have never associated him with metropolis at all which is like, now in the um, TV show, will he also be in Metropolis? Like, I'd be interested to see how that works out. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, now, he was it was known as the Suicide Slum. Now, returning to his hometown after an extended leave due to tragedy, of course, tragedy, <laughs> Pierce becomes the principal at Garfield High School, having suppressed his abilities since adolescence. Uh, which is another thing here, is that um, Pierce had his abilities in adolescence like it's mm, you don't see well no i don't want to say you don't see because again i'm biased because i'm so mutant centric and so marvel centric uh i can't even recall a character having had his or her or them or their uh mutant powers or special abilities like since birth outside of like superman and I'm sure they're out there, again, don't at me, bro. Uh <laughs> Let this one slide. But that was just, that was interesting to me that he suppressed his abilities, which is like, we can also go into black men and suppressing their abilities and talents because a lot of times it's easier to not... um express your artist side you know you're great at painting and sculpting or whatever don't do that that artist shit when you can do something else and it's as stereotypical as it is oh you know play football play basketball be this alpha male be this particular type of male and particular type of performance that you suppress all the other things that you may like um that will deem you less man less masculine less black less you know so i think that's that's an interesting little idea to kind of uh keep in the back of your head while we're going through this history of black lightning now um black lightning pierce excuse me pierce adopts his new alias and persona to combat the criminals and corrupt leadership in the area while protecting his loved ones from harm um he's capable of e- electrical manipulation and generation <laughs> black lightning is dc's first uh, african-american superhero and the first to star in his own series for the DC Comics imprint, which is like interesting as well. It's like, damn, you know this motherfucker. You know the first, and this was only forty years ago. Which kind of, I don't know. if guess it's good or bad because I can't recall Luke Cage's premiere. Oh, I think it was back in the sixties, though. I'm sure I can't. I'm it's it's I'm, it's missing on me. I'll go ahead and do my Google's or so you you out there in podcast pod is, beer, pod is verse Yell the answer at me and then go over to Twitter and carefree blurred me and let me know using the hashtag CBN pod. Now, um, Tony Isabella was an experienced writer. He's done work for Luke. K- so, okay. the answers that. <laughs> so I'm sure Luke Cage first. but, um, work for Luke Cage character over at Marvel. He was signed to develop DC's first starring black character. Um, he pitched the idea for black lightning and it was developed only for about 11 issues. They were published, Um, in that first series and due to the 1978 DC implosion um, however the character continued to make appearances in other titles over the years which is a good and a bad because you can be like oh well why this black man didn't get his just desserts his just do but the fact that he still was popping up albeit sometimes probably even as a token he has stood the test of time to the point where now in uh 2018 we're getting a tv show centered around him and his family so you know you got your list of pros and cons you take the good you take the bad and there you have the facts of black lightning <laughs> now um he uh of course he pitched it and it was only 11 issues or so now he showed up in things like the justice league of america it was a storyline which pierce was offered but turns down a position with the group which is also like oh i need to get my hands on these issues anyone out there who is fans of or familiar with black lightning hit me up i want to know more (laughs) now um he does later go on to become one of the founding members of the batman helmed outsider superhero team which i've heard a lot of good things about i have no um real um history or knowledge of the outsiders past what I've seen in a few comics here or there and what I've heard other people talk about. Um but everybody I I've, I've heard discuss it has like sung its praises. So that's something I probably have to get my hands on. So I'm issuing a um want ad <laughs> to anyone out there who has listened to listen to who has read The Outsiders who's interested in coming on the show and discussing it with me or maybe even just educating me. I'd be open to that. So um yeah, if you're out there, at me, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, um, carefreeblacknerd at com. So, now Pierce has two daughters with his former wife, who are also metahumans. His eldest daughter, Anissa, known as Thunder, can increase her physique, rendering her almost indestructible, and create shockwaves by stomping the ground. Uh, Pierce's younger daughter, uh, Jennifer... Also, as a superhero, uh, has a superhero name known as Lightning. So, Thunder, Lightning, and Black Lightning. (laughs) She has powers almost identical to her dad, but she still is very inexperienced and not in full control of them. Now, I like that this character has been created and created with a whole family. And not that there is mm, because I'm not one who's harping on, a family is a mom and a dad and two kids and a dog. I don't care about that shit. Just the fact that characters are usually fatherless or in Disney motherless, but they're usually fatherless um, when it comes to characters of color, mainly black characters. And to have this, male figure in the home or in the family unit albeit a former um an ex-wife still having had that connection having uh births these two children who also share the same metahuman gene that he does i think there's so much that can be done there um i have to note that i am collecting the miniseries cold dead hands which is the black lightning miniseries that dc has put out i think i think november or december is when the first issue came out but i have the first two and I just picked them up because I was like, whatever, that's a black man on the cover. Let me pick this up and then I'll go through it later. I have not looked over the creative team at the time of this recording. Um, I'm not sure if that creative team is of color or black men. All that being said, it would be very nice in the wake of the show that we have coming on if that book is held by people of color now with it being a mini series i'm not sure how to take that i understand that when there's properties coming down the pipeline on the cinematic universe you would of course want to have a book associated with it so you can get that money but i'm hoping that black lightning stands the test of time and it is turns out to be a very good book because We have Nighthawk that was canceled, I think Luke Cage is canceled, Generation X is canceled, Um, America Chavez is canceled, albeit two different companies, Marvel and uh, DC, but the fact remains is that we get these characters and we, we like them and we love them and we read them and we collect them and then we turn around and now they're gone. And it's all you have is this collected edition that is six issues, even Mockingbird, not to um, associate white women with this conversation, but the fact that she was written um, as a strong woman who was a scientist, as she's historically been, but yet was still canceled. It's like you have people who want things to stay the way that they've always been, people who are afraid of change, and I'm just frustrated at the fact that we'll get these wonderful stories enough for one or two trades and then that's it where it's like okay we have so many other characters that have these ongoings and thankfully uh, Lunella is still going strong over there at Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur but I just would hope that the Black Lightning story and then I'll come back if I if I have to bite my tongue and say oh no it's a trash ass story I'll come on and let, let that be known but the fact still remains that this is a six or eight issue miniseries when can we have more than that now i'll accept it for what it is now because you're kind of testing the waters with this and with the tv show and whatnot but still it's like this is a character you've had for 40 years now he should have an ongoing like right now currently diversity is the name of the game but i digress so guys um so with this uh powerful family this powerful nuclear family that you have he um uh, ch- 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 was fighting crime <laughs> Now along with his presence in comics Black Lightning has also made it to various DC appearances and uh, Animated TV shows, video games Comic strips and all that good stuff um, I'm not sure if there's any action figures Which I, there has to be There has to be some action figures somewhere Of Black Lightning, Jefferson Pierce um, With all that being said We're going to go ahead and take a quick little break And be back in a few Ooh, Yeah We are looking regular human black male who was probably hyped up on drugs. This assailant is responsible for an attack on two of Freeland's finest officers, not some... I thought you were done being a hero. I am. Doesn't look like it. Thanks for stitching me up. Luckily, it's just a flesh wound. It doesn't feel like a flesh wound. It's been nine years since I've even come close to using my powers. And each of those nine years, I've told you this city needs you. So what's next? What, well, you mean Black Lightning? There's no next. No, my, my daughter is safe. Do you remember why you became Black Lightning? You wanted to give the people hope. You wanted the evil that's out there to have something to fear. Right now, there's nothing to fear, and evil's running rampant like a plague through this city hell, through this world now as Black Lightning uh, Jeff can generate raw electricity which courses through his body which he has learned to manipulate and control he has an electroblast a force field, he's equipped with superhuman strength, superhuman durability magnetic manipulation telekinesis, electrical healing, which is, what is that electricity detection and electro turps. electroportation which is i feel like they just put electro on the front of these words um his abilities he's an olympic level decathlon excellent as a runner sprinter swimmer and track and fielder um hand-to-hand combat is advanced under batman's tutelage black lightning has become a highly skilled hand-to-hand combatant uh pedagogy pedagogy excuse me jefferson pierce is a highly educated and skilled teacher and school principal and um interesting now his equipment his electrical power belt um he's accessed his powers through a belt he has since internalized things' powers and he of course has the superhuman strength which is i don't know um also with him being an electricity based character i A lot of people have mistaken him for being Static Shock's father or of some way related to Static Shock. Because, again, not only do all black people look alike, but all black people seem to have the same power set. So (laughs) all these um, black electricity wielding uh, colored folks are all one in the same. (laughs) Now, moving into Jefferson Pierce's early life. He grew up in Suicide Slum, which I mentioned before, which is a neglected neglected word, excuse me, neglected part of Metropolis. Um, it got his name from the idea that people only escape the degradation of the slum by killing themselves. Again. What the fuck? DC. You got Superman as an alien. You got Batman although losing his parents, a millionaire billionaire Playboy. You got Wonder Woman coming from no man's land what the fuck like they only escaped that part of town by killing themselves oh that is heavy um d c is putting out Batman White Knight, which is a book where the roles have been reversed or flipped uh flipping and reverse it is your flipping and for flating yeah where Batman and the Joker have switched places where Batman is the crazy one and Joker is sane in his right mind and is taking down Gotham and uh, Batman. I would like to see what Joker or what in that particular universe, how Suicide Slum would be depicted because there is Blackport in, um, in Gotham, which is pretty much another black, poor part of town that is addressed and is kind of fleshed out in the I think the last issue issue three I'm waiting for issue four at the time of this recording but suicide slum like nigga what is the name of the actual area that these motherfuckers is in but whatever I digress again um now you only escape by killing yourself now his father was accidentally shot during a mob hit again what the entire fuck And times were quite tough for Jeff and his widowed mother. Um, about a month or so later, an Italian tailor named Peter Gambini, I need to stop doing that. My apologies, guys. Peter Gambini opened a shop uh, beneath his apartment, or excuse me, their apartment, and helped them through their financial difficulties. Peter was there to care for Jeff while his mother worked long hours to support them. Over time, Peter Gambini began to fulfill Jeff's need for a positive father figure in his life. And it's like, what? So this white man has stepped in and now he's the father figure. This story could go a bunch of different ways. Like, I would like to see how this story would be handled. How Suicide Slum would be handled by people of color. By someone, a black person who has either those lived in experiences or something similar, or at least just have the black experience to write this story from, because this is very much, I don't know. This white savior is what I'm getting from this. Um, So after he became that father figure that Jeff didn't have, um, growing up, Jeff pushed himself in athletics and in his studies and with an aptitude for English and poetry he even penned a few lines which stuck in Peter Gambini's memory. <clears throat> and I'll read them for you here, guys. <laughs> Justice, like lightning, should ever appear to some men, hope, to other men, fear. Uh, which is, I've, seen it, I've, seen it, I've seen it, got a little English going on. Now, at the age of 18, Jeff managed to make it to the Olympics, gaining fame from the media profiles which highlighted his rise from suicide slum to the big leagues, to the big dogs. Uh, Jeff wanted to send a message to everyone back home that you could get out of Suicide Slum, which is like, I guess that's a good takeaway from it, but why the fuck is it called Suicide Slum to begin with? Like, when you write your address, is it 123 Sesame Street uh, Suicide Slum uh, Metropolis? Like, what is, what the fuck? <laughs> suicide Slum? So, um, the fact that this man had made it to the Olympics is like, that's cool as fuck and i don't hmm let me see like when it comes to these comic book superheroes and stuff you get things tragic backstories like across the board so i'm not like even harping on it like that's just so unreal but you get things and you i feel like for some reason going through the history of black lightning he's very grounded more so than any other characters that i've kind of come across from that era um Even with Bruce Wayne having been grounded in the sense that he's just a billionaire whose parents were murdered and then he becomes this vigilante. I can suspend belief and enjoy those stories, but for some reason, Black Lightning, everything seems grounded in reality. Yes, he made it to the Olympics. Yes, he can shoot electric. Electric lightning bolts from his hands and all that good shit like he has these different powers and capabilities and stuff but something about him just feels more like it's a real thing (laughs) versus Batman uh, which even though it is also quote unquote grounded more so in reality it just doesn't it just seems very extreme Um, maybe I don't know I'll relate to his story a little more I don't know maybe that could be it now um, having won those medals jeff received scholarships and endorsement offers which allowed him to go to college and received both an english major and a teaching degree which is like okay brother i see you you did that um four years after he left for college he again went to the olympics which is like does lightning strike twice i think it do he this nigga went to the olympics twice like come on in between college too like, this is dope, like, let me see this backstory fleshed out a little bit more, let me get put that in the TV series, put it on own, right after Queen Sugar (laughs) now, um he went for the second time, and won the decathlon now, the gold medal winner then began a teaching job upstate New Carthage but returned to Metropolis for his mother's funeral which is like, okay, what? how did she die? did she not get out of suicide slum? Like. (sighs) Um, In his time away, Jeff had married a young woman named Lynn Stewart. He and Lynn were together a short time, but bore a daughter, Anissa. Jeff considered his future career as Black Lightning a necessary sacrifice to help provide for Anissa the freedom to live a normal, non-metahuman life. But at the age of 11, the girl also manifested metahuman powers. She discovered that she was able to alter the density and, of course, the weight of her body, Regardless, Anissa conceded to her parents' wishes and pursued a pre med degree instead of a costumed adventuring a rig. Now, this is so funny because I'm, <laughs> while going through the history, I was thinking uh, <laughs> this black family. Like, I'm thinking Anissa is going to a very nice school. You know, she has some white friends, some Hispanic friends, some Asian friends, and then she, like, I don't know, comes to her parents one day's like, Oh well you know, um, Wally West, his son is, you know, he's the flash and he's running around and you know, he's fighting crime and stuff. And then her parents are just sitting there with that classic black parent, black mama, black daddy looking like I don't give a fuck what you can do. I don't care if you could change the density of your body, I don't care if you could shoot lightning from your eyeballs, you're going to college. Like don't <laughs> fuck it's like fuck that superhero shit girl you getting a goddamn degree and it better not be just any degree you need to be a motherfucking lawyer i mean a doctor (laughs) but even still i just see um i don't know why this playing in my head like um tiana taylor and hubby and the baby on the uh what is that that trailer that they did for their um Uh, new reality show, like, I picture her parents sitting just like that, like, no, take your ass to school. (laughs) So, um, again, she went and got a pre-med degree instead of being that costumed hero. Now, Jeff was so protective of his daughter that he never mentioned to her or anyone um, excuse me, that, it was just like hmm, you mm, 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 mm. the secrets of the family that like this is so much that can be unpacked through this character i'm seeing like i'm going through his history and a lot of things are just popping up i just like riff not red flags more or less like um like um cues that are like this and this and this like i wish i could write you know better yet dc dc comics i rain Coleman, would love to write for black lightning let me know anybody out there who knows a little connect a plug in dc hit me up because I, I i would love to dive into this character and flesh out suicide slum <laughs> or just look at that world and kind of uh navigate through it i'd be interested in doing that so you know hit me up um now when jeff and lynn divorced anisa went to live with her mother lynn was disappointed with jeff for not being the community activist that she was which is kind of gives me that um mandela vibe he only seemed to care about getting himself out of the ghetto which is like both of them both sides of the coin are legitimate you want to be an activist you want to stand up for your community you want to make change and on the other side there are people who are just like this is where i've come from this is something that i don't want to be a part of anymore let me just let me rise let me live let me go off and do my own thing so I feel like they're both legitimate and but as much as it's, they're both legitimate they're two ideas that cannot work in the same household in the same relationship the same unit you can't be saying um black lives matter and then be married to an all lives matter like you just can't that's that's not going to work so clearly it didn't because they got divorced now upon his return to metropolis pierce noticed that nothing nothing had really changed in suicide slum which is like how why would anything change unless you gentrify suicide slum what's actually going to change right so pierce decided it was time to make a difference and indeed back home at his alma mater alma mater excuse me of garfield high school jeff quickly made an impression when he kicked a drug dealer off of the premises followed by a humiliating like (laughs) um he humiliated the three uh the the three people who were in the uh crime organization known as the 100 which is like this man's life is fucking incredible you come up from suicide slum you go meet with your little italian surrogate daddy or whatever go uh you're writing doing poetry you uh go to the olympics and then you get a scholarship and you get like at advertising and money and shit from that you go to school get you these two degrees then you also go back to the olympics then you meet this girl have this baby and then even when you get split up and have a divorce and you know you go home to your mom's funeral you end up back home you still are living this amazing ass life like this guy is um um so, I'm um, a distraught Jeff, uh, related to the tragedy of Peter Gambini, who urged him to fight back in a persona that would not invite counterattacks on his students. So pretty much him kicking out that drug dealer was, he had a backlash from that, which is like, of course, motherfucker, like if there's a drug dealer at the school and you kick him off school premises, something will probably happen. If not to you, maybe to the students like that's, that uh, that. that's that. <laughs> Now, I'm equipped with a force field belt that enabled him to generate lightning bolts. Black Lightning was born. While in costume, Pierce played the era's stereotypical perception of blacks by affecting a jive-talking speech pattern and wearing makeup, a weird combination that gave him a dynamite afro that was larger than life. Simple devices that deflected suspicion were from a well-educated school teacher, which Again, I kind of get it, but then again, I don't. I get the whole disguise part of it all. But if motherfucking Clark Kent white ass can just put on a pair of glasses, why in the fuck does Pierce have to put on a gigantic wig and face paint and act like he's dynamite? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, this is exhausting. <laughs> now, um... Black Lightning carved out a niche in Metropolis, ultimately gaining the trust of high profile figures like Superman, Inspector Williams Henderson, and reporter Jimmy Olsen. Along the way, he defeated several superpower underlings of the 100, from Merlin to the Cyclotronic Man, Cyclotronic Man, Goddamn, and um, Cyanide, as well as the gang's gargantuan al- albino leader, which is like, ugh. I'm excited that there is a person with al- albinism. No, I'm saying that wrong. Albin yeah, the, that type of person in the comic. But then I look at the super villainness of that particular character. And then even looking at Luke Cage, what is the guy's name? Oh God. Don't take my nerd card. Um, homeboy who had albinism as what I feel like I'm not saying that word right. If I am not tweet me, Carefree Blur. But it's like why are these people villains? Why are these why are they the big bads? Where is Anyways, um, Tobias Whale well was another person um, another person, well that was the person, excuse me. Um, there would be a retaliation for Black Lightning's actions but of course, that we knew that was coming, um, but not against Jeff Pierce's students rather it was Peter Gambini who paid the price. Leaping in front of a gun blast meant for Black Lightning stripped of his force field belt the hero seemed destined for a similar fate, but but, and here's the big but y'all In his fury black lightning generated its effects from within his own body in some unknown type of way which is pretty much like his inner helm his suppression of his powers radiated from out of his pores and it just made everything be i don't know (laughs) he'd um internalized the electrical power now the confrontation with the 100 also exposed peter's darkest secret the support and love that he showed—excuse uh, me showered onto Jeff and Mrs. Pierce had been a kind of penance because he had been the man who killed Jeff's father. And with that, we're going to take another break, guys. It's been nine years since I've used my powers. And this city is getting more and more dangerous every moment. You can't save the world, Gabby. But you can save you a piece of it. Uh, right. We all know this city is in the press. But this neighborhood is no case. Uh, this is a These are my students. Black Lightning Now, during this time, uh, Pierce's ex wife Lynn was hired as a teacher at Garfield High School, and she eventually figured out that Jeff was Black Lightning. Lightning next met a man who would become one of his biggest allies in crime fighting. Who else? The Batman. Together, they investigated a series of student abductions, uh, which included the Dick Grayson, and they met Superman and Black Canary before the case had closed. This led him to meet Green Arrow as well. These two acknowledged a very kindred spirit, which is like, nah, fuck fuck Green Arrow, yo. Now, it seemed that Black Lightning was ready to hit the big leagues. After meeting Green Arrow, his new friend nominated Pierce for membership in the Justice League, but Lightning rejected the honor. The honor? Hmm. Huh. Uh, JLA respected his decision, which is like, what else would they do? Nigga, you can't force me to be a part of this group. What do you mean we respected your decision? Yeah, nigga, you can't, like, you can't do that. (laughs) What else, what were they going to do? Like, out him as being Black Lightning? Right. Um, (laughs) now the JLA, of course, after they respected his decision, um, soon teamed up with Superman to solve the murder of a girl named Trina Shelton who was shot and killed by a stray bullet during an altercation between Lightning and some muggers. Um, As a result, Pierce lost his internalized powers due to a psychological block. Which is like, that's an interesting um, route to take with characters. A lot of times, they lose their powers, they gain them back, they die, they come back alive. But for some reason, going through the history of Black Lightning, a lot of the things, like I said, he feels more grounded in some of the issues that he's faced with or he's dealing with. They come off as more, um, more real if that makes sense like if you understand what i'm saying let me know because i feel like i'm kind of talking in circles but the fact that his powers which he had learned to you know internalize and he had suppressed for so long would leave him due to a psychological block or a trauma it's i'd like to see that unpacked in an arc or two of black lightning like that's that's something interesting and i know comics aren't always for that a lot of times you just want the punching and fighting and using powers and whatnot, but I like me a strong, dramatic through line, you know, to kind of keep the story going because there's only so much electrocuting people that I want to see. Now, when it comes to the outsiders, Batman kept Pierce in mind when he also grew frustrated with the Justice League. Uh, He, hoping to rescue his friend Lucius Fox from a war-torn Markovia, the Batman recruited Jeff to infiltrate the country posing as Fox's brother, because all black people look alike. Inevitably, he was forced to become Black Lightning and ended up being captured alongside Batman, which is like, goddamn, you two motherfuckers. Dumb and dumber. No, while prisoners of Baron Bedlam, Batman managed to help Black Lightning recover his electric powers, which is like, what was he doing to begin with? Like, what was the plan B? He didn't have his powers. Um, They escaped the prison. Now, Black Lightning and Batman joined the war in Markovia to defeat Bedlam, and after a successful mission, Black Lightning became the member of the new team called the Outsiders. As part of the team, Black Lightning was eventually challenged by Master of Disaster, Master Disaster. <laughs> I feel like this, is how you say it. Master Disaster? Um, who were hired to kill him, and the Black Lightning surrendered to prevent them from killing the innocents. Uh, the Outsiders rescued Black Lightning, and then he learned of the fathers of Trina Shelton had hired the villains to kill him. Well, yeah. Like all this shit is coming back to bite him in the ass, and Trina Sheldon. I wonder, did she die in the Suicide Slum? Hmm. Now, at the end of the affair, the mother of Trina forgave him. I I'm forgiving you. You the reason my daughter is dead. Um, later on, Black Lightning protected the Suicide Slum against the Ghetto Blaster. Come on, y'all. What kind of name is this, the Ghetto Blaster? Um, I don't know This version of the Ghetto Blaster Including all history and correspondence And appearances were initially erased From existence due to the collapse of the original Multiverse in the 1985-1986 Crisis on Infinite Earths Limited series However, the ending of Convergence Retroactively prevented that collapse Saving all the alternate realities From an involved form even though versions of the character may have since appeared this information does not apply to those versions is what i found when i looked up the ghetto blaster what the fuck is a ghetto blaster anybody who know let me know oh god now the next four years saw a, mm, a little bit more confidence from black lightning um he's forged new friendships with the outsiders uh, uh found a teaching job in Gotham. At Edison High, he gained a bit of closure from Trinda Shelton's death. Um, let me see. He revisited the Olympics and even that. Had an amicable reunion with Lynn Stewart, now the president of Public Relations Firm, which is like, damn, that girl, She' bouncing around. Like, she is staying with a job. Um, after several years, the outsiders disbanded and Jeff settled into a teaching job yet again in another city, uh, his powers went berserk upon the detonation of the Dominator's gene bomb, and Jeff could no longer deny that he was powerful, and that this power was a part of him. Now, reflecting on his newfound goals, he explained that he'd moved to the so-called Brick City, a neighborhood in his father's hometown, which is like—is Brick City another slummy, suicid,e tragic, triggering, black, black exploitation, poorville? Like, take your guess, folks. I'll leave a little bit of silence and you take your guess. <laughs> now, the ongoing menace of a gang town known as the Royal Family figured into a school shooting that left Jeff critically wounded. And one of his best friends, uh, it was also a teacher, Walter Casco, is now dead. <laughs> like, this is, this is turned out to be a sad ass story. Th- now during Jeff's physical and emotional recovery he reflected on his career as Black Lightning and the deaths of so many people along the way which is like yeah this is he's had a really heavy run like this is heavy shit despite the outsiders falling out with Batman Pierce renewed his ties with him just to help him clear him of any charges uh that he was a serial killer which is like uh, god what where did that come from? After the Outsiders, uh, Black Lightning kept a pretty low profile, but he continued to kind of appear here and there alongside his friends, you know, in the DC universe. When seven heavy hitters reformed the Justice League, excuse me, Black Lightning came as a reserve member. Uh, he was efforts were during the MAG, I don't know how to pronounce this, Magadon. Yeah, that's sounds alright. Magadon Crisis. In particular, uh, he was very critical. He taxed his abilities like never before, attempting to tap the electrical field of the planet, which is like, damn, that's dope as hell. I'd love to see that too. Like, Do some shit like that and make it like the Speed Force. Like, give me all these black characters who have all these electricity powers and treat them like you treat the Flash. Now, um, as a cabinet member, when Lex Luthor was elected as President of the United States... Which is, I could, we can pretty much use some Lex to President Luther now, but whatever. Pierce chose to retire temporarily as Black Lightning and accept an appointed position as President Lex Luther's Secretary of Education. Which is like, come on, I see you brother moving up like Olivia Pope. Now this surprised many of the former allies, but in truth, Pierce saw that this was an opportunity to keep tabs on Luther. Which is like, man, I'll be always up to the black person to come and save the day um, interesting enough this wasn't a black woman but even still in the meantime his now 22 year old daughter Anissa graduated in pre-med at the medical school <laughs> at just the medical school um, she had done this only to satisfy her parents and the very next day she set out to fight cry which is like god damn first of all how many years do you have to study pre-med and then secondly she was like fuck all that tuition we had just spent I'm about to go fight the crime on these hoes, which is like, again, with with the Justice League and with Avengers being backed by like Tony Stark and then I think Deadpool for a minute and also Peter Parker, the wealthy version, fighting crime. How much money are you getting from fighting crime? Like, what? How are you sustaining a life? Like, what are you doing? Um, Much to the disapproval of her father, he had always uh, wanted her to, of course, not do that. Now. He she drew the attention of the former Titans member Arsenal, who after the demise of the Titans, sought to assemble a new team of outsiders she accepted his offer, of course she did reasoning that her father might feel better about her crime fighting if she was in the company of others, which is still like no, if I didn't want you to fight crime, but to go to school I definitely don't want you to graduate and just go out and fight crime but again, she is grown though, that's a grown woman she can make her own decisions, do what she wants. Now, Black Lightning came out of retirement to help the Outsiders battle Sabac, Sabac, Sababac, (laughs) S-A-B-B-A-C. Following this battle, he begged Anissa to give up adventuring, but to no avail. If anything, she was inspired by her father's heroics. When Jefferson returned to the White House, Luther's successor, President Pete Ross, asked for Pierce's resignation as Secretary of Education because the government feared the political implications of having a known superhero on staff. Jeff complained. Yeah, oh, just comply. <laughs> I would have complained about that man. So, you knew who the fuck I was when you gave me this goddamn job. And I got to give up this salary. Hell no! Nah. Y'all better pay me uh under the table or <laughs> something. <laughs> now, uh, as much shit as he'd been through. You ain't seen nothing yet. No, uh, <laughs> I really like this character, and we're actually going to stop here. I'm not going to go into the rest of his history right now, as I want to kind of go back and address some Black Lightning after the after we watch the first episode of his new series. But what I'm enjoying about one going through the history of, and then looking at the promos for, and also looking at some of the the comics that is that are out seem have been out about Black Lightning is that this is a black man who has accomplished so much outside of being a superhero because at times being a superhero has been a hindrance for him like this is pretty much a story of a guy who pulled himself up by his bootstraps and got himself out of the get up no he's about a guy who overcame obstacles in his life he created a family he got him a little bit of education he went on to do amazing things being an olympic athlete being one of them a lot of the superhero-ness of it all it seems to not be as important to this character as it is to others. Like, there are certain characters where being a superhero is intrinsically tied to that person as a character, but this guy, however, is so much more than that. Another reason why I'm so excited for this TV show, because first of all, the cast, Black. Now, it may not be a good show, and then it might very well be a good show. I don't know yet, because I haven't seen it at the time of this recording, but I'm very excited to see what what comes from this and well how how the series plays out for one and then what comes from the series once it's all said and done are we getting crossovers with the rest of the DC uh, extended universe are we getting more books on the shelves are we getting more presence of this character of color this black man and his black family and um, I'm not sure if in the series of him and his wife are partners or ex uh, or exes but uh, we'll, we'll find out together. <laughs> but, again, I really like this character, and I like the idea of him, and with him being the first African-American superhero from D.C., and the first one to get his own running uh, solo series, that's that's a big feat. Um, if you out there know more about Black Lightning, you know the whole story, you know the whole history, you're a diehard fan, or you just know a little bit more than what I've shared today, please do not hesitate to hit me up, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com, Hit me up on the Twitters, Carefree Blurred. I want to keep this conversation going, like, in all regards with Black Lightning. I want to discuss him a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And I really like that this character is coming. Like, we, media, we are, we are, you know, doing a little something. We have a lot of people of color, a lot of shows that are handled by people of color. And uh, with, we know, Black Panther coming just next month. Although Black Lightning isn't perceived as a big deal big deal as Black Panther is, it's very much an interesting prelude to Black Panther in the sense that we're getting this series about this Black man and his Black family and the shit that they're going through in their own corner of the DC Universe. I'm excited for it. Um, As great as it was to see Cyborg in Justice League, that was one movie that happened, and it was a pretty okay movie. But this is a series. We'll get consistently images of black people for at least the next. I think it's an eight. Don't give me the line. Let's just say ten ish, ten, ten episodes. The ten episodes, ten weeks. We'll get Black Lightning, which will run right into Black Panther, and the hype for Black Panther will, I am sure, go all year. Like there is no stopping it. So that's that's another reason why I am like, okay, DC, y'all, y'all did that. You know, it did that. So we'll see how much they did and what it is they did after the show premieres. So again, anyone under the sound of my voice who's interested in coming on, discussing Black Lightning, you know a little bit more about it, hit me up and let me know. Um, I'm, I'm all ears. So uh, thank you all for listening to this installment of Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Um, as always, keep this conversation going. Email me at carefreeblacknerd at com. Tweet me at Carefree Blurred because I wasn't quick enough to get Carefree Black Nerd. Um, Instagram, all other social medias, Carefree Black Nerd. Um, also, find me on bynkradio.com uh, forward slash podcast. My uh, whole catalog is there. Um, and then while you're there, stop over and say hi to the other shows on there. Gubbit Name Podcast, Black Married Fi, The Social Introvert. Amazing folks, amazing people. Um, until next time no care stay carefree stay nerdy stay geeky enlightening lighten it up <laughs> alright